0: This is episode 35 with Katherine Holmstrom, Senior Project Manager at AEDC. Welcome everyone to The Multiplier Effect, an Endeavor NWA podcast.
1: We have developed a pretty diverse economy and I would really like to see us continue to build on that at AEDC, we are trying to provide better opportunity for our Kansans. Companies also want to grow and expand in thriving communities. Growing thriving communities recognize that it takes an entire ecosystem to make these investments happen.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to an all-new episode of The Multiplier Effect. Today, we welcome our guest, Katherine Holmstrom, on the show. She is a senior project manager at AEDC, the Arkansas Economic Development Commission, and they are on a mission to create economic opportunity by attracting higher-paying jobs, expanding and diversifying our state and local economies, increasing incomes and investment, and generating positive growth throughout the state. Since joining AEDC, in 2011 Catherine has scaled the ranks working to recruit new businesses and helping to expand existing ones in arkansas these projects have resulted in millions of dollars invested in the state as well as new infrastructure and new jobs and today she is sharing with us how the aedc is helping to create a growing economy for entrepreneurs and innovators to thrive Catherine, we are so honored to have you on the show with us today. We trust that you and your family, friends, everyone is safe and doing well. Hi, Jessica. Yes,
1: thank you. Uh, thank you for asking. We've been very fortunate throughout the pandemic, and I get my first shot tomorrow morning, so I'm very much looking forward to that.
0: I know. I, I feel like every time that I talk to somebody, there's one more vaccinated. There's certainly a light at the end of the tunnel yes, feeling. Yes, I think that's exactly spring. what I
1: was going to say. I feel like we're all anticipating this light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Look forward to traveling again and. And seeing other people in person. Absolutely. And of course, you know, the AEDC is a cornerstone partner in the mission of expanding and supporting the business community across the state through economic development initiatives, your team supports. And so we're excited to be talking about some of that with you today. But to kick things off, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, give us some context around the work that AEDC does every day and what inspired you to join their team to support growing companies in Arkansas. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So I am a life Long, I was born and raised in Dewitt, Arkansas, which is a very small town in southeast Arkansas. My family has had a small ag aviation business there for over 60 years. That's basically just the politically correct way of saying that family is a lot of crop dusters. But so I, I was there until I graduated high school in 2003. And then I went to Arkansas State for college. At Arkansas State from 2003 to 2007, had several different majors, but finally ended up graduating with a degree in journalism and a minor in ag business. Right after I graduated college, I started working for U.S. Congressman Miriam Berry, who was the Congressman for the 1st District of Arkansas at the time. I started working special projects, keeping up with appropriations, eventually turned into a community development, community liaison role for the Congressman. So I worked for him until 2010 when he retired. At that time, I did not really know what I wanted to do, that an opportunity came open at the Economic Development Mission from the state. I had worked with them previously, just in, in my role with the congressman, and we kind of overlapped a little bit. I really liked their mission. I liked what they were doing. I liked that it was kind of a continuation of potential role in public service. And how great is it that I get to wake up every day and think about creating jobs for Arkansans? right? Like I love Arkansas. It's such a special place to me. I think there are so many opportunities here. So it's really cool that I was able to join the agency take on that role of promoting the state. So yeah, I've been here almost
0: almost 10 years. I love it. You guys obviously provide so many different types of services and support to these companies. Talk to us a little bit about what that looks like, a day in the life when you're helping to support these companies as they scale and grow in Arkansas and perhaps how you help to recruit companies here.
1: So essentially at AEDC, we are trying to provide better opportunity for our Kansans. We're trying to foster job growth and make... Make sure that these jobs have higher wages i do that typically through working with aerospace and defense companies i also work with companies that are doing advanced manufacturing and food processing and then i also work headquarter and distribution center projects but you know really what i do is kind of just one piece of the puzzle i am working with these companies to help them grow and to help them expand but companies also want to grow and expand in thriving communities right and there's so many different pieces of the puzzle Puzzle. I think growing, thriving communities recognize that it takes an entire ecosystem to make these investments happen, right? They realize the importance of entrepreneurships. They want small businesses to thrive and um, they want larger communities to invest. And I think it all those pieces that make a community successful and make my job a lot easier to, to sell the state and to sell the communities to prospects. I don't know really if I have a typical day, quite honestly. <laughs> what do you mean? I, quite honestly. Honestly, I I wear a lot of different hats. I'm kind of a salesperson for the state of Arkansas. sometimes I am a real estate agent. I am trying to help companies find either a piece of land or an existing building that's going to meet their needs. I am a financial analyst. I'm, you know, going through their their financials and making sure that it's a good company, a company that we want to partner with. You know, I kind of act as a liaison between the companies and possibly the local community that they're working with, the utility partners, those are incredibly important when you're working a project, especially when you're talking about manufacturing, they want to understand where the utilities are, what the rates look like. And I also act as a liaison between the company and other state agencies, Department of Transportation, the Department of Environmental Quality, Department of Finance and Administration. These are all playing a huge role in our projects. And it's really important that, that I communicate everything in a very clear, very concise manner to the company and providing them as much data and information they need to make an informed decision and to make the decision to locate, hopefully, ultimately
0: locate in the state of Arkansas. Yeah. I love what you said, just being so incredibly multifaceted, right? There's so many things to evaluate. It's incredible to see kind of how you provide servicing and wraparound servicing really for that mission.
1: Right. Well, and I think we have a, a really cool story to tell. You know, if you think about the Waltons, they started as a small business and look how it spread. And Think about Tyson, the same way, you know, we've been able to foster that growth here. So that's a really cool story. But another part of that, especially headquarters type position or any type of outside investment, everybody's also kind of looking for that authentic experience, right? So they want want a diverse array of businesses. I love taking my child to the local ice cream shop so he can get his Little Rock E-Road ice cream. You know, I want to be able to go to my local coffee shop where my... My barista, you know, starts making um, making my order as soon as she sees my car pull up. I want to have those unique experiences and have those cool places to go. But I also want to go to Target, you know, on Saturday morning and wander around by myself. So I think the fact that, you know, communities, if, if they can understand that and help grow small businesses, but also realize the importance of larger investment, I just think it really balances things out and creates this great thriving ecosystem that, you know, we all really kind of long for.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, obviously at Endeavor, we believe that transformational entrepreneurship can happen anywhere, with the but with the access, with the right support systems. So talk to us about some of the core themes of economic development that you and your team focuses on and perhaps how they enable a thriving ecosystem for companies to succeed. You've kind of talked about that from a tactical perspective, but maybe dive into more of the strategic side of what that's So kind of
1: the, like. the core themes for us and, and some of our main selling points would be be, you know, Arkansas is a great place to do business. We have a pretty low cost for doing business just because of our tax climate. And we have a pretty just good overall cost of doing business, especially when you factor in investment costs, property taxes, wages of employees. We can get a really, really good employees on a decent wage, you know, especially if you're comparing us to California or almost even Texas. I think just the overall cost of business is something that we really focus on. One of the other big selling points of Arkansas is our workforce. I think um, when you start looking at the numbers, especially in manufacturing, which is kind of the side that I focus on, we have a really high percentage that's involved in manufacturing. And I think the reason we've been so successful is because we have a proven workforce. We have a workforce that shows up every day, that works hard. And because of that workforce, companies are continuing to invest in their existing locations and they're continuing to grow. I would say probably 70 to 75% of the projects that I work are expansions from existing businesses that are growing And if you go in and meet with them, it is because they are so proud of their workforce and they are able to to grow because of the supportive workforce that they have there. So that's a really, really cool story.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. And I would be so curious how you've seen the crisis of this past year with the pandemic, you know, like remote work, are you seeing a migration happen of more companies than ever potentially evaluating Arkansas as home due to some of the data that has been shared recently? Yeah, that's, that's a very interesting question. So I think
1: that's, there's kind of two points that I want to hit on as far as the pandemic and what we have we've really seen and the kind of the impacts that it has you mentioned remote work and it's it's essential now right and but you can do it from anywhere as long as you have good broadband access I think one of the selling points that we have a state is just our natural landscape there's so much open space there's so many wonderful natural resources to take advantage of and so we've definitely seen a lot of interest from you know people from out of state coming you know coming in because they want their kids to have you know, free access to run around. They don't want to be cooped up in a small apartment or condo building all day. And um, so, I think the interest that we're we're seeing is is pretty amazing. And I hope we can continue to grow on that. Yeah. Um, I think wasn't it the Northwest Arkansas Council that, you know, put the relocation package out there to move to Northwest Arkansas and offered a financial bonus. And I forget the number of people that they had apply, but it was just absolutely amazing. And they can pretty much just have the pick of the litter of some really quality professionals that are that are interested in kind of a change of pace, but acknowledging that they can still do their work and still make a living, but just live in a nicer place. So that's pretty cool. The second thing the pandemic did was probably put a lot of pressure on some of our manufacturers. I recently worked an expansion with Nice Pack in Jonesboro, Arkansas and they make the sanitation wipes and they're just going gangbusters, but you know, they they couldn't shut down. Um it would have been detrimental to them, so they just tried to continue working in as safely and as effective as possible. I know a lot of other manufacturers around the state were really, really essential to, for all of us, you know, to, to get food, to get cleaning supplies. Um, and I'm really thankful that we, I think as a state, handled it in a way where we could continue to work, continue to provide, you know, the necessary
0: goods to people just in a safe and effective manner. Yeah, I think I've continued to be really impressed by the way that so many companies across the state have helped to support the safety of employees and also to create a sustainable quality of life for so many that are kind of looking for that to be a priority at this time due to the pandemic. So that's really cool to hear. So talk, to us a little bit about AEDC's vision for the state and how you work to accomplish it as a senior project manager. You've spoken to this a little bit, but if you want to dive into kind of some details around that, what kind of progress do you want to see the state make within the next 10 years?
1: I think we've had a really successful past few years, quite honestly. We have developed a pretty diverse economy, and I would really like to see us continue to build on that. Some of the projects that I've worked recently include Carvana in West Memphis, which is going to be a distribution center for their cars. West Memphis has kind of created a niche around distribution just because of its proximity to Memphis, to I-40, I-55. I think that's a really cool thing to see. And I think it, that will area will continue to grow. Mississippi County is the second most productive steel-making county in the country. A lot of people don't know that, but it, it's really cool to see how they have grown over the past few years. So you have that, but then you also have really cool companies like SCA Pharma here in Little Rock and to see their growth. I think they were recently bought by another equity investment firm. I recently worked an expansion project with them here in Little Rock and I got a call yesterday, you know, saying that it's going to be bigger than they originally thought. So that's pretty cool. I know Little Rock has really kind of made a name for itself around fintech as well. So you have steel in one part of the state and fintech in another. In Northwest Arkansas, you have headquarters, like Walmart, J.B. Hunt, and Tyson, Fortune 500 companies in such a small concentrated area is is huge and really cool to see. And I think that's one reason why we've been able to be so successful during the pandemic and during the collapse in 2008 is we have such a diverse economy that we don't see the really high highs or the really low lows. We're kind of remaining steady and continually to slowly increase in job growth in population. So I think for the agency, we just want to continue building on that. That and, you know, tell our story to the entire world, tell them what we have to offer and hopefully, you know, offer ourselves up as a lower cost of doing business in a place that's family-friendly, worker-friendly, business-friendly, and, and welcoming to everybody.
0: Yeah, building a sustainable environment for Absolutely. A thriving economic development strategy. Again, it kind of goes back to the priority of making that as multifaceted as possible. So let's talk about some of the gaps. You know, there's so many organizations and initiatives that help to support the economic <laughs> development of the state. But we like to talk about this, especially as part of this season, as we're evaluating all of these different ecosystem builders that are throughout the state. We have so many, by the way, which is just such an exciting thing to be able to say and speak to. And we've talked to so many different people about how they specifically help niche companies and businesses thrive here. But yeah, I actually,
1: I was listening to your segment with Arkansas Small Business and Technology Development Center earlier today. And the barista that I mentioned earlier in the segment um, that I usually go see every morning. She has actually taken their, I believe it's their boot camp class and she's going to be starting her own coffee breakfast food truck. So I'm so excited for her. Oh, I love, love that. that she was not afraid to take advantage of that. Um, and I think it's really cool. And I look forward to seeing what she's doing. Um, but yeah, there are, there are gaps and there always will be gaps. And it's just trying to figure out what we can do to address those gaps and how we can learn from that and how we can make it better. I think one thing that we did here at AEDC is we have an existing Business resource division. And the existing business team goes out and meets with manufacturers. They just try to keep a pulse on the industry. You know, what trends are you seeing? What challenges are you having? And one conversation that kept constantly coming up was about more of a, a trained workforce in, in certain areas of the state, especially for people that are that don't really have a whole lot of skill sets, right? They might not have graduated high school, they might have a GED, maybe not, but they want a better job for themselves. themselves. They want more opportunities. Out of those conversations with the manufacturers and and in partnership with the state chamber, we developed FutureFit, which is a pilot skills gap workforce program through some of the local technical or training institutions. The first pilot was out of Fort Smith, and I think they just recently might have graduated their first class. It's still very new, still very early on. Yeah, I believe it will expand into nine colleges by the end of this year. Ozarka College is one of those colleges. And they're going to be able to take advantage of that program and the skill sets that come with those programs and work with Emerson Electric that just announced a new facility in Ash Flat in Sharp County. So that was when we were working the Emerson project. Sharp County is a pretty rural county, Ash Flat's a pretty rural community. One of their major concerns is you know, where are we going to find 245 workers that are skilled and that are going to meet our needs? Now they believe that they could do it because they've done it in other rural areas, but we still have to help make that argument, right? Like we know that some people are driving to Pocahontas or some people are even driving to Jonesboro for work. And we can show that, but we also want to show that we're going to create a pipeline for your future workforce. Future fit is part of this process and something that I think will be expanded across the state as it gains steam, as we are fine tuning the details of it. But it's a great example of there was a gap there. These conversations were being had and how do we address
0: it? How do we fix it? So I think it's a pretty cool story to tell. Wow. That's amazing. I did not realize that. So, you know, if I was one of these uh, citizens in one of these rural communities and I wanted to engage with one of these programs, what does the process look like for that? So
1: typically, if you're wanting to engage, you know, to learn more about the Workforce Training Program, I always encourage people to, to reach out to the local technical college, to their training institution. They will usually have some type of technical courses. That's probably the best way. That or call your local chamber. Call the local manufacturers, honestly. And I really think that there's a lot of resources out there and people want to help. They want to create, you know, a skilled workforce and an interested workforce. So that would kind of be my recommendation. Another gap, and I'll talk on it just for a second, because I don't have a lot of the fine details. Through COVID, we all recognize the importance of working from home. However, you have to have good broadband access. Um, so thankfully, you know, at AEDC, we very much recognize the importance of broadband to all Arkansans throughout the entire state. And through some of our CARES Act funding, we created the Arkansas Rural Connect, which is a grant program to expand the broadband footprint in Arkansas communities. So we really tried to push that out there. I think we had 75 grants to, to Arkansas communities to help expand their broadband. And I really look forward to uh, to seeing what cool things come from that.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that that's so key. And of course, that's been a project I feel like you guys have been working on for quite some time. So congratulations to the progress that you've been able to make towards that. It's Thanks. Super-
1: well, and I mean, it's critical. It is absolutely critical to economic development to have good broadband access. We're all connected to the world and we have to be. It's critical to, you know, manufacturers, it's critical to small businesses, to entrepreneurs, everything. If we want to connect it and put ourselves out there, we have
0: to have broadband access. Yeah, increasing that accessibility, I think, is key for sure. So let's transition into something a little bit fun. As part of our first segment, we want to highlight our sponsor for the season, Northwest Arkansas Council. They aim to ensure our region's successful future by working with partners to advance our quality of life, improve the region's workforce, create job opportunities, and keep up with the region's impressive growth. There are so many many things to love about the heartland so we asked each guest on our show what do you love most about living in the heartland
1: hands down the people you know the people here i find are hardworking. they're caring they're genuine they're authentic they're great storytellers and i i love that and that's one of the things i miss through covid is just the interaction with new people and hearing their stories um but i think the people are great here And I think our natural resources are wonderful. You know, I live in downtown Little Rock. My husband and I keep a a boat downtown. I can be on the water at 545 on a Wednesday watching the sunset, you know, over downtown Little Rock and going water skiing. I mean, that's, that's huge. It's such an important piece of the quality of life. So I think that's that's probably my other favorite is just the people, the natural resources. I think we have a lot, a lot to offer. We'll also give a plug to the Northwest Arkansas Council as well. Mike Harvey and um, are at the Northwest Arkansas Council. I've worked with him for years. He is wonderful. Their entire team does some really good work.
0: We love them too. <laughs> but yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think you know it is. It's the people certainly. I, in the time of the pandemic, I think. We've been exceptionally highlighted in some really unique ways that just reinforce what quality of life should look like and and should be for every community. The founder of Endeavor, Linda Rotenberg, has always said, Call me crazy. Crazy is a compliment. So we like to ask each guest on our show, What has been your call me crazy moment?
1: (laughs) Wow. So my coworkers call me crazy all the time. (laughs) I am loud. I like to think of crazy ideas. I like to sing songs. So, yeah, I don't know if I have one specific. Moment. Um, but I think, you know, I, I do a lot of, a lot of crazy stuff. I try to come up with crazy, unique ideas. So, you know, when people are visiting to the state, they'll have a memorable and exciting visit. Uh, I also don't eat sandwiches. So they think that's like the craziest thing in the entire world. That is, I think it's totally I, that is blasphemy. How?
0: How do you not eat
1: sandwiches? (laughs) You know, when I was a little kid, um, the closest McDonald's was 30 minutes away. And that was like a treat for us. Right. But Mm -hmm. I still remember taking the bread off my hamburger and saving it for the birds. So I've really, (laughs) it's not a carb thing. It's
0: just, I've never, never been a fan of sandwiches except for ice cream sandwiches. Oh, I mean, that's yeah. Everybody has to love ice cream sandwiches. And then lastly, something super quick and digestible for our guests. What time do you wake up and what is bedtime?
1: Um, I usually wake up between 5 and 5.30. I'm an early, early riser. As I said, my family has a flying service. I used to work there from the time I was 14 till I graduated college. And I would usually have to wake up around 4.45 and be at the office at 5. So I'm typically always an early riser, but I'm also a grandpa and go to bed probably around 8.30. Good for you for getting your sleep in. <laughs> yeah, I have to have my sleep. What are you reading right now? So right now I am reading Willie Morris's uh, North Courts Home. He was a Mississippi author who eventually became an editor of Harper's Bazaar. Right before that, I read a thriller by Ruth Ware that one of my coworkers lent me. However, two other books that I've read recently that were really good was uh, Willie Nelson's biography. It's kind of a long story. And then Rising Tide, which is about the 1927 flood of the Mississippi River. I highly recommend it. It's a very long read, but it's really, really fascinating to see how the leader's Handled the flood at that time.
0: Oh wow! I bet that is interesting. That is definitely going on my list. It's pretty, pretty interesting to see, you know, what decisions
1: early on, you know, had an impact later on. Anyway, all that to say, I have a very eclectic reading list,
0: and it's all over the map. I love it. Name one new habit you've developed in a well? I mean, I guess we're kind of still in quarantine world.
1: <laughs> my quarantine habit was running. Actually, I started running, and um, when quarantine hit, my son and I actually went to stay in the in the country with my mom just to get out of the city, and I would go running every day at the runway of my family's flying service. So yeah, run, running has been uh, my quarantine habit and hopefully my post-quarantine habit will be traveling.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it has been so nice to be in Arkansas during this time. Truly, I've spent so much time outside. It's so beautiful. There's so much hiking in nature. And like you said, running, I mean, just having breaths of fresh air is uh, something to be thankful for. Yes, and
1: spending so much time in front of a computer and on Zoom. I think, you know, running really helped
0: my, my mental sanity. Yeah, got to balance the Zoom fatigue. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And then is there anything else I should have asked but didn't?
1: I don't think so. I do want to just briefly highlight the great team, the great economic development team here we have at AEDC. You know, from the top down, everybody's so involved. It really does take a team. I would not be able to be successful in the projects that I've worked without our business development director, Bentley Story. Um, without our, our boss, Secretary Mike Preston. You know, even Governor Hutchinson is happy to help anytime we ask him, even if it's just a cold call to a company just hey, have you ever thought about Arkansas? He is willing to do that to go above and beyond. So I think we all really work well together, learn from each other, and we've got a really great team here. And that's so I'm excited to to continue working with him and seeing where we go in the future.
0: Yeah, it's all about a collaborative ecosystem. And I know it, you know in my time working and and being able to work with your team in different capacities, it's always been a pleasure. Everybody that I've come in contact with has been so helpful. So for the listeners listening in, don't hesitate to reach out to AEBC. They have a lot of resources and support that can be helpful along every single step of becoming an entrepreneur and excelling in your professional development.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, I might not always have the answers, but I've been here for 10 years. So if I don't know the answers, usually I can find the person that does have the answer. We are happy to help. I look Love connecting with new people. Yeah, and I, I look forward to seeing where we go in the next few years. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Check out our website. We have a really good in-depth uh, website, arkansasedc.com. You can find me on LinkedIn. Please don't hesitate to reach out and I look forward to connecting with you. Awesome. Well, thank you
0: so much, Catherine, for joining us. We're so excited to be sharing this episode with everyone. I think it's going to be a great resource to understanding a little bit more about how you guys support entrepreneurs and, and help to grow our economic development here in the state. Absolutely, Jessica. Thank you so
1: much for having me. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed learning more about your organization. If I can ever be of any assistance to you, please don't hesitate to reach out.
0: Thanks to Catherine for joining us on the show today. For more information about this episode, head to our website at EndeavorNWA.org. See you next week.